Bonjour, welcome to Get Undressed with Adele. Today I have a very special guest, another fellow stylist and boss babe, Kira. <laughs> Thank welcome. you so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. No, it's gorgeous. I'm loving it. I'm loving it Love so far. It. Do you know what? I thought it would be amazing as a stylist to have a guest who is a stylist because I feel like we, I mean, we obviously see each other on red carpets and stuff like that, but we deal with a different type of clients we deal with a different type same of struggles work. if we've got the same struggles yes <laughs> yeah so I wanted to talk with you about all that and have kind of like a catch-up about yeah. what it's like to be a stylist right now and what it's like to work with the music industry and then coming up in the music industry as well yeah it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot where should we start <laughs> so first off how so we know each other actually from the Notion days when you were still at Notion. Yes, so I was fashion director. Well, I was fashion... God. You were fashion director when I met yeah, you. Yeah, but before you met me, years ago, when I was still at uni, I was an intern at Notion. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, so I was an intern at Notion for, I don't know, I was at uni, so what, 1920? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did a really good job, apparently. Um, but my mum was like, oh, you need to finish uni. So I... I had to finish uni. Yeah. I'm the only one in the family that kind of did. Yeah. Um, wish I hadn't. Probably wouldn't do that again. But I did. And then yeah. years later, Notion rebranded. Do you remember to like a thicker publication? Yes. Yeah. yeah. 100%. So when that happened, my old boss at the time, Alexis, called me and was like, I think I'd seen her at like loads of parties and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Because in the meantime, I'd started, I'd built up a little bit of a client yeah. like portfolio. So, oh, can you come back and be fashion editor? I was like, oh, all right. I mean... I actually didn't want to do it at first because I was, I don't know, I just thought I'd be stuck there and I couldn't yeah, do my other things. Yeah. But it turned out I, I did my other things and it worked well alongside. Yeah. Um, and then she left and they promoted me to a fashion director and that's when mm -hmm. we met. Yeah. Good old days. And I think it was, it was really interesting for me at that time because I had just arrived to London and you guys were doing a lot of musicians and a lot of actors for the covers. Yeah. And that was quite quite a new world for me, like, because I was more into, like, a high fashion world before that. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was doing a lot more fashion and then I transitioned and turned to, you know, music styling and all of that. And I, I felt like Notion was a platform for a lot of people. Yeah, do you know what? I have to, I do have to agree. Um, when I was interning there, we did, like, People like Conor Maynard, yeah. Jesse Ware, like Rizzle Kicks. Was, this is a long time ago, but I remember doing like shooting Lady Leisha for an introducing yeah. page. And now she's been in the industry like years. years. Yeah. And then I, when I, second time round, when I was a fashion director, I did um, Zara Larson. And then from that, I then booked her whole first album campaign. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. And then I got Haas and did two project, mm -hmm. two bodies of work campaign mm -hmm. through... I was like pleading with them, please feature Jay Haas. Yeah. And then I got my way and it was the best party the magazine's ever had. I will <laughs> I will mark my words. It was so good. Um, and he was just the biggest thing. And then, yeah, and then because I was like championing him so much. Then, then I, you got other clients on the back. Yeah, and I, I actually had quite a few clients already, but yeah. it was very much like that whole resurgence of grime. So yeah. it was like the gets, the gigs, the reps, three twos and stuff like that. So yeah, my, urban music's always been my like thing. Do you, do you prefer doing styling for artists or for commercials? Like, what's what's your take on styling? You know, I mean, obviously it's changed a lot in the past few years. Yeah. I When I first started, I was a bit like you. I shot loads of editorial yeah. and that's kind of how 
people heard about me and that's how I booked Gets and then I booked Krepton Conan mm. from you know, like doing shoots for free for magazines mm. and stuff. <laughs> that's when <clears throat> that's when we were living on water and air. Oh no, I lived in Peckham in a shop floor. <laughs> no lie. No, yeah, yeah. And I lived off of popcorn that you'd get at like press days. I was yes, skinny. Yes. And I thought I was fat and I was like I look back and I was like, God, I was really buff but starving <laughs> all the time. Um, I'd use the front of the shop but to sh- do my own little shoots. I love it. I used to. The struggle was yeah. crazy. Come up was mad. But they're the best days of my life. Like I still think back, God, I had nothing and I was so happy. I feel the same about that. That time, like, I felt like I recently found a picture of myself, like, carrying all my shopping returns in the street by myself in Paris. And I thought I had, like, such a big fucking smile on that picture. I was so fucking skinny as well. Because, like, I didn't my have mom, money. I did the internship at Notion, obviously, back yeah. in the day, first time around when it, was, when it wasn't a big publication. And um, I remember I did, like, a four-month placement over summer. Yeah. I'd lost so much weight because of the returns. <laughs> No, I need to get back to it. Fuck the gym. And um, my mum took me on holiday. Bear in mind, I grew up like on a council estate. We didn't really have any money. Yeah, so yeah. But for my mum yeah. to save up the board to take me away, he's like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm really <laughs> loving my life. <laughs> I was going home at six. Oh, I lied to get that internship. God, I'm telling you a lot of stuff. I lied to get that internship. I was like, yeah, I live in London. She was like, do you? I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I lived outside like two hours every morning to oh get Oh my in, God. And two hours back. So I'd have to get to the train station for 6am, mm-hmm. do the whole day of like all the returns. And if we're on shoots, obviously I didn't finish all like later. Yeah. And then have to get the train back. So I was getting home most nights like 10, 11. And leaving at like five. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. For four months. I was like, I must have looked like a crackhead. <laughs> Like, I, don't, I don't think there is pictures from that time. I had no time and I had no money. So if Alexis, And there was no social media. No. And there was no, I remember it was Blackberry time. Yeah. So when it was I like mean, a case of- I mean, long leave the Blackberry. Oh, how tight my baby yeah. pin. Um, yeah, it was like getting around. She's like, oh, do you know how to get to this? Because we do, you know, 114, 15 drop-offs at a time. Yes. I'd lie again, get in the office early to city mapper my route round, write the train station down yes, on a scrap piece of paper, yes. get off the train station, find the map. You know, it goes, you are yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like, in the I'm tube. Like, <laughs> they will never know. C6. <laughs> but you know what? Go, go, four roads. And this, like, we'll go up and down the road so I could find this PR agency to drop this stuff. When interns now are like, oh God, I'm going to need a taxi for all that stuff. Yeah, just, I'm like, I, you don't know what it was like back you then. You don't know. You don't know. Three rounds of suitcases a day, minimum. That's yeah. why she bloody took me back on. Because oh. she was like, you're a, you're a beast. But I didn't know. I was so happy to be there. I think the difference between before and now is like before, like I took so much shit and abuse oh, and yeah. I did so many free things and so many favors and stuff. And I look back at it and I'm like, I would never do it. Never I ever do it. Think but I'm then like, I learned from it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I wouldn't have minded having done the four years for basically nothing yeah. that I did when I was starting if I hadn't also done uni. I think yeah. for me, it was like, uni gave me the confidence to send that email to get that internship. Yeah. But actually, but do you I really just, learn a lot? Because I uni, felt, no. I, they made me go and do a speech at my uni. And I, I was stood there like, so get your internship. <laughs> And get out and, get and they're to like, work, yeah. can you, they like briefed me before because my, my lecturer knew I was, <laughs> I, really, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really lie. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, make out the uni is really helpful. And I was like, it gave me the confidence to 
go and ask about placement. Yeah. I said, but actually, I learned, I learned everything from interning. And I was lucky because yeah. Alexis was actually a really good boss. Like she, every now and then she'd snap if the job was stressful, but like... She would explain things. Yeah, it was yeah. normal. And she was the one who was like really strict of like inventory and stuff coming in and stuff going out yeah. and signing it in and signing it out. And I think that's kind of paved the way for me. So... I was really lucky. And I, I used to assist like Lucy Ellis as well, who mm-hmm. still does like little Sims. Yeah. Again, I just think her work's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I was more like temporary with her just a few yeah, days a yeah, week. Because yeah. <clears throat> I was doing my own little bit. But I think box, you still but... manage to learn a lot from someone. Even if it's a one time, you still learn. Yeah, she was a bit more like relaxed than Alexis was. Alexis is quite militant. Yeah. So it was, it was just nice. I'd, I was lucky. Like I have friends that intern for people that used to make them like do their laundry for them and <sighs> talk to them like shit. I, was I like, have okay. friends who've interned for people. I mean, obviously, we're not going to say who and <laughs> I really want to know. You can tell me later. But <laughs> Even PRs, though. I remember going to a PR agency and she'd broken up with her partner because it was an independent agency. Yeah. So it's just one lady that ran it in like Stoke Newington, but yeah. no one lived in Stoke Newington. So that was like the last of my. Yeah. I'd do all of Shoreditch and, and then, then I'd get that bus. Yeah. yeah. I walked in with her. She was having a breakdown. Yes. I had to sit with her, eat ramen. <laughs> Fucking hell, this is so ironic. Eat ramen because she'd broken up with her boyfriend. I'm an intern. I'm a fucking therapist. But you know, very often, I also, feel like we're the, the good therapists. So she like, had the good brands, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, what a, what a bastard. <laughs> Fuck him, you're too good for him anyway. No, you're not crazy. You're not crazy though. You are crazy, but I left, you're like, not crazy. <laughs> but you know, I feel like Talking about samples and all of that, I feel like the struggle of my fucking life is like, for example, we'll return something and I'm sure we returned it and then the PR will be like... Yeah, there's a few agencies that always <sighs> do that that really annoys me. Yeah. But I keep a record, so I'm like, no, and you, I'm uh, airtight, mate. <laughs> we're like, no, 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 no. And like for months, it will be like, no, you haven't returned it. You haven't returned it. And I'm like, I, I, I can't roll my eyes higher because they're already <laughs> touching my brain. So, do, do you know, like... Do you know what I do? I am... Um, I... I sign all my things in and then I sign it out. Yeah. And then I put what date it goes back and who dropped it back. So like if my assistant Colleen say drops it back, it will say her initials. And then if they're questioning, I can just go, Colleen, you know, on um, last week, did you drop that stuff back to yeah. um, whatever agency? She's like, yeah, I did. And I was like, and um, who did you drop it to? Do you remember what they look like? And I put it all in an email and I take a picture of that docket. We we get everything dropped off by Den Deliveries because in the end it's Den. cheaper. And yeah, exactly. I just, <laughs> it's Den. It's him, not me. <laughs> totally so cute. Um, so what's for you the, you know, what's the one thing that you've learned through styling that you wish like people would know a little bit more of and that you would, because I feel like now we are in a world where everything goes through social media and people who want to start styling think that, it's so glamorous. It's so glamorous and it's so easy. And it's like, there's so much more than, you know, what yeah. you think it is. What's your advice? My actual advice is, it, it sounds bad, it sounds bad, but I preferred the old school approach and we were hustling because I yes. think it kind of lays the foundations. You learn a lot of lessons. Yeah. I don't agree with, you know, the outlook of like, everybody should be paid for their time. We don't even get paid for some jobs. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, if you're shooting editorial and you want to assist me, I'm not, no offense, but I'm not going to pay you because I'm not getting yeah. any bread yeah. out yeah. of that job. Yeah. So it's like, I think that that stigma should be dropped a little bit. Yes, yeah. you deserve yeah. it. And yes, if you've been, 
you know, hustling and yeah. you're great. And, yeah. But then you level up at that point and you can start charging. And I think yeah. that's something. And know also, your worth as well. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It In comes both a time. sense, like yeah. know your worth, like know when to charge and know when to understand that you're not when at the level where you can overcharge. And just learn like, yeah. okay, I'm going to take this year and I'm going to intern as much as possible. I don't care about the money because I've got my little bar job. Everybody yeah. had a side. I, I used to be the f- bouncer having to pat down girls in Beckham High Street. Yeah. How? I'm not trained for that. Yeah. But yeah. it was like 30 quid a night. Yeah. Cool. So I think have your every, side hustle. Have, everybody has a little side hustle. I think everybody always says network loads. I kind of believe it, but I don't think you need to like climb a ladder. I think yeah. network with people that are on the same page and age and experience as you because then you grow together and I think it builds yes. more long lasting relationships. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. people think, oh yeah, you know, go and reach out for this like big time person and, and kind of beg but friends with them. it's not going to do anything for you. And also yeah. that person will... They'll you like don't know drop that you person. out. Yeah, you don't yeah. know them. Or you just look like you're sort of clout chasing. Whereas mm. if you build something organic and natural yeah. with real people, then it'll really empower you and you'll build as a little team. Yeah. Like I still work with a lot of people that I first like test shooting yes. with. Yes, and I love And I love them. And especially, you grow together. Yeah, and I know we're not meant to talk about the brand yet, but especially when you start your own project. Yeah. After you've kind of made it in your career. They're the, they're the people that help you with your projects. Yeah. They're the people that want to support your new ventures. And I feel like this is one thing as well in the, in the industry. It's like there's a lot of bitch and shame, you know, and it's like there's a lot of bitching and shaming behind people's back. And there's kind of like that whole stigma of we should look out for each other and all of that. But realistically, like there's yeah. a lot of people who don't look out for each other and they pretend that they do and they don't. And I think yeah. working, it's very like, cutthroat industry I just think in general like music fashion yeah even maybe sport like any sort of creative thing that's not corporate yeah like environment I I just think work hard and be kind yeah and don't take things too personally yeah I mean yeah you you do and your feelings get hurt because I do genuinely like I do form relationships at work and it does hurt when like people maybe are a bit backhanded and bitchy and we have to understand that that's just the industry sometimes but if you yourself just work hard and mm. be kind like <clears throat> I've had loads of different interns um over my like 12 years or 14 years yeah. I've been doing this job and they're all still my friends yeah like I love them all when I started my brand they come to all the parties yeah. they still book my photography studio they still ask me advice and I just think if I was a terrible person they wouldn't do that no, so yeah. that means a lot to me and it means you know, you're I think, able to nurture as well that and it person, keeps your yeah. reputation Above, like you said, there's always going to be people chatting shit, but a lot of that comes from jealousy, a little bit of yeah. resentment. <clears throat> I think if you actually only exude good feelings and good vibes towards people, even if you they've done you a bit good, dirty, yeah. just yeah. like, do you know what? They're good at their job, but I maybe don't love working with them yeah, again. Yeah. That, I think that, that's, that's it. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so um, true. So yeah, that would be my most, that would be my most advice. Just keep, keep working and don't be too prideful. Like go on offer to get the coffee. Yeah. Like if you're yeah. in in the morning... Go on offer to get the coffee. Like, yeah, yeah, it's I, fine. I still like, make my team coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah same, you're not beneath same. making someone a coffee. And no. it does make people think, oh, I really like their vibe and I want to keep them. And then, and I think it's like, there's so many jobs where I'll arrive and some people will just say hi to me and they won't say hi to my team. And I always think, and I always make like a conscious effort to be like, hey, this is so and so and they work with me. Yeah. And it's like, I've been in situations where I've literally, like, I remember a job um, with one of my ex-assistants called Shade. Like, we left the job. I said, we're leaving. Like, because they were throwing clothes at her and stuff. And they were so rude. And I was like, fuck this shit. Like, we're leaving. And we left. 
And Shade was in tears and Shade was like, what the fuck are these people? And they were like, she's only the assistant. I'm like, well, she's my assistant. She's on my page. She's my assistant and she's exactly at the same level as I am. She's a person like, you know, like your role in the company doesn't define who you are as a person. And also she's there to do a job. Everybody on the job needs to be. And that's another thing. Like I notice a lot with when it comes to working with talent. Yeah. I find it really fascinating because a lot of the boys that I work with, they're rappers and stuff like that. And maybe they have like a bit of a stigma. Yeah. They are the politest people on set. And I don't know if it's because they've had to work extra hard to kind of show like we're not all bad kind of thing. But they'll like say hello to everybody, the runner to the steady cow, to everybody. And I think that's always how I've been. Like I actually love, because I don't do as much music videos as I used to. I love going to music videos now and seeing like the runner that's now like the second AD and I'm like, yes. oh my God, look at you. <laughs> like, but I, I just love it. And and a, and a lot of the time I'll get bookings from people that are like, do you remember I used to assist with that person? Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah. my God, they're like, you were so nice to me on this, yeah. I don't know, hus job. And I'm like, oh, okay, but, but this is the thing. It's like people sometimes don't understand that how you treat people they and remember. how you've treated people, they remember. Mm-hmm. Like I still remember things from like 10 years ago. 100%. Like, and I'll remember, like, I'll be like, I have moments where I'm like, you were an absolute cunt. I remember <laughs> you. I don't want to work with you because I don't want to put myself through that same yeah. situation again. Well, and also we, we can make those decisions now. I think when you're younger, you kind of have to fail. You feel like you have to do it. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember years, this is like one of my first jobs. I put this job, mm. <clears throat> it was for uh, Crept and Conan. I don't think it matters, ages ago. And I was only getting paid, I think, it was like something like £300. Mm. But it was like 19 people I had to dress for, like, their, like, lookbook thing. And it was not their fault. They, they didn't yeah, book me. Yeah. It was like somebody had booked me. Um, and then they had their own room. And they, at the time, they had partners and a manager. And then all the extra people that were wearing their clothing mm-hmm. was in a separate room. I was only me. And I was having to try yeah. to, like, do them for what turned out to be their press shots. <laughs> yeah, pressures that still they still use them on the BBC. I found That's them. Insane. That's insane. Hilarious. And then the 19 people, and then shoot e So It's like one studio had e com set up there, campaign set up there because it's like open brickwork, and then their press shots with two like big chairs and um, they're kind of like gangster. But I was just one person, and then everybody was like, "Get here, get shattering." I called my mom that day because I wasn't even living yeah. in London at the time. I called my mom. I was like. I'm I think that was the worst day of my life. And I yeah. cried the whole way home. I, I did a bad job. Everyone's angry. But no, in, no and that's, they that, were super happy about your job. Yeah, they because, just screamed well, they at just, you the whole day. They, they, well, also, they, they got a bargain, haven't they? <laughs> it's got e-commerce shoot, look, lookbook, brand campaign shoot, and fresh shots in one you day. I was like, nah. But what was funny is after that job, the lady that had booked me, I think she's an now, really really high she still books me yeah so I'm like I'd really panicked that I'd done such a bad job but you know I have some moments like I've had some jobs where I've literally had to come out like up until this happened like two months ago I've had to come out the job it was going like kind of sideways the client was very complicated it was very high-end thing like I was like oh fuck yeah I had to go out and I called my husband and I said I am gonna cry for one minute you're gonna time it and then after one minute you're gonna say that's it pull yourself together and I'm gonna hang up and I'm gonna go back on set and so he was like, to, just was like okay moment. I'm starting the timer oh for God, one minute him. I cried I was like oh my god I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get my boy to do that to me. I want to go home it's like to me I say you really wear your heart on your sleeve and I'm like I can't not and he's like I know <laughs> 
great, great. But you know, in those moments, like sometimes you need that. You're like, yeah. okay, it's been one minute. Put yourself together. Yeah, okay, good. Especially at work, it's really hard. Yeah. As well, and it's hard to arrive thing- and have a bad day and not show that, and for yeah. people to understand that you can have a bad day. And it's hard because if you go about it by trying to stay peppy and positive, then they pile more on you. Yeah. So then you feel even more stressed. But yeah. then if you try to communicate it, then, then you come like, across like moody or rude yeah, or blunt complicated. or complicated. Yeah. It's, I don't know if that's a woman thing as well. So but I'm pretty it's sure often if a guy pulls somebody to a side. That. Mm. Well, you're going to have to come back because so it's like the tip about. of the iceberg. It should just be our channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't need anyone else. There are about some guests. <laughs> Still the takeaway. I'm just I mean, it. honestly, we could Bitching. do it a lot. <laughs> I hate everyone. I, I mean, don't. honestly, there's days I hate everyone. Sure, it's so weird. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, no, I shouldn't. There's probably a few people that I'm like, oh, I just really don't know what you do. But generally, I actually get on with everybody. I think that's why, like, once or twice a year, I just get one asshole, and I'm like, fuck, I hate you. Yeah. And I'm just fuming that I've accepted the job. But it is quite rare to have those people but they do really make a dent yeah but those people make you realize how good the other people are so sometimes i have that as well i arrive and i'll have like one really bad job and i'll come out and i'll be like i hate my job hate my life what am i doing and then i'll rewind a little bit and i'll be like okay that is why like i that's why i actually really enjoy working with the teams that i usually work with cuz that kind of person reminds me how good the other ones are yeah. and that kind of person also reminds me that i'm happy that i can put myself in a situation where i can put a boundary and be like actually i'm not taking your shit i'm not accepting your bully and yeah. i'm moving forward in my job with like that bad experience is like past me yeah. and i know i don't want to work with you again yeah no yeah and yeah. you do have to i get a lot of things with like fees and stuff and i really hate talking about money i just mm. I'm just like, pay me. Yeah, I'm trying to get a bit better Mm -hmm. at being a bit strict with the rates and also just being like, um, this is this regardless of if they damage it, I need that to be covered. I just try and get a bit more locked in and confirmed now because I've had people like, I had a shoot where I sent an assistant, pre-planned all the looks, sent an assistant and then the junior uh, marketing manager, so she's brand new Mm -hmm. at the label, told the artist they could keep £8,000 worth of clothes. I had to fight the label for months. And because it had never been communicated, because she just made that call. But communication is often an issue in those situations yeah. as well. Well, and I wasn't there. Yeah. So the assistant, my assistant, was told that she's going to cover it. It can come out of their marketing budget. So he Yeah, because like, well, probably on set she said, no, it's fine, we'll deal with it, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, okay, because you've you're the you big said, boss. Yeah. You said, yeah. But thank God he'd actually been texting her during the day, confirming what had been taken and that she was sorting it. So then I had to go to the head of the... Awkward. It's super awkward. But there's a lot of those awkward moments where I look back and I'm like, actually, like, I should just have been like, well, no. Like, this but also, so it's is. like, I kind of wish I'd gone to the head of the label straight away. Yes. But I'm like, there's me trying to be conscious that she's just started her job, not get her in trouble. But she was coming for me. Like, I'd done something yeah. wrong. In the end, it all got sorted out. And weirdly, like a year or two later, we got booked on a job together where she's kind of knows what she's doing now. And she's a bit more like... Did she apologise? She did. And yeah, she actually great. gave me a hug. She's like, I know it was quite fraught, but like, you know, I just started the job and it was... But it, it you put know her what? in a shit situation too. Heads up for her being like, like mm. good for you that she was yeah. able to actually like recognise and say, hey, I'm sorry. Because there's very little people in industry who will turn around and say, hey, I'm sorry. I was really shocked. Yeah. And I was actually like, we like hugged it out. I was like... 
it's just, I'm, I was trying to save for a house. Like eight grand is a lot of money to yeah. be told you've just lost. But also the weird thing is And also is why like, was I bankrolling the yeah, job? Yeah, yeah. Also the, the weird thing is like, we, like I don't come from big money and 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 I come from like, my mom is very like, secondhand and yes, small designers yeah. and stuff like that. You know, I grew up with that that idea that you don't need to buy things like brand new and stuff like that. And it's like, so when I start styling and I start seeing the prices of the things, I was like, this is insane. Like mm. I've worked with samples who are literally the price of the down payment I've put on my house. So it's like, you know, it's that necklace or your house. Yeah. And it's like, you deal with those responsibilities. So it's a big risk. It's a it big, a big risk. risk. Anyway, I really want to talk about your brand. So, first off, <laughs> representing. I love that we're both just in the tracksuit. So it's like so actually comfy. like <laughs> yeah, I know it's so comfy, and I think like the color palette is amazing, and I think yeah. there's something very different about it and very fresh. And I think it's it's also one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on the podcast because I thought as a stylist, no one knows better how complicated it is to have your own brand. And at the same time, there's so many things that you must have discovered through the process that you had no idea about. Yeah, loads. And I kind of wanted you to come on the podcast and talk about it because it seems when you look at social media nowadays that anybody and anybody can start their own brand and that it's so easy. And also because of that whole like drop shipping situation, people think they can start a business really easily and actually like, it's yeah, a hustle. That's, I think it's, I've definitely learned a lot. I would say if you're going to just go and buy a bunch of stuff off Alibaba and put your logo on, yeah, you can start a brand. Anyone can with a couple of hundred pounds, fine. But I think when you've got the background that I do, which is styling for so many years and having great clients and that do predominantly want to wear premium clothes, yeah. high-end designer, and you're used to working with a certain quality, I can't put that out. Yeah. So like 100%, like, I'm not saying, I'm not disputing that anyone could start a brand and in fact I think if you really want to go and do it just go and do it and in hindsight half of me wishes I had just gone to Alibaba and ordered some really Mm low-cost things put a print on and sold it but it's just not for me so my start was a lot different because everything we do is like cut and sew it's all made in London the brand is called Liberati which is my surname yeah um so the all the tracksuits and stuff is all made in London. They're all organic dyes. That's why the colour palette is all really natural. So they're like browns, the creams. Mm. And like, this isn't even dyed. This is the colour of the, the cotton that they use. Yeah. Um, and then the jackets, they're made in England. They're made in Manchester. But it's the same factory that do Dior and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the quality is great. Like the zips, if you check us out, the zips have got like real gold in. The jackets are, the fabric's all recycled and it's um, fireproof, windproof, rainproof everything proof yeah, like yeah literally like the highest quality like your north face kind of yeah, vibes yeah so the price point's not stupidly high like Montclair but it's not really like high street either yeah. and that and was, it can't be high street because otherwise you can't do a good quality yeah that's and the that's, thing that's the thing so it's like it, I've just learned so so much so I love it I think it's all transitional and that was kind of bred off the back of like our jobs mm-hmm. because I want to look cute every day for work, but yeah. I also want to be really comfortable. So yeah. I want to be able to move around. I want to be able to change things up. So like for the tops, there's like three or four different top options, three or four different bottom mm-hmm. options. They all obviously match. And then we've got like different vests and different bodies. Um, we've got 
now we've introduced like jackets, outwear, mm-hmm. and we're dropping caps and some new bits in spring. Um, yeah, so the idea is a bit like your mum in the sense of like, you can buy one thing this month that you can afford, the next month you can buy another yeah. thing and you you just keep adding and, and you, you build, build your capsule. capsule. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of starting to pick up. But it's a, it's, it's a slower start than you think. Mm. Like you think, oh, I'm a stylist. I know loads of people. So when I drop my clothing, Brian, it's going to sell out. No. It's... Do you know people what? People are sheep. Do you know the only people reason? People want free stuff all the yeah, time. there's that. So at first I got loads of friends. Like, oh, what are you going to send me? I'm like, sis, just sis, like... Sis, you're going to pay for it. Yeah. Or, or just don't support me. And that's yeah, something I think yeah. so weird. It's like they want to put up like Beyonce's baby news or something, but, but your friend just dropped a brand and you can't even share their page. It's, yeah, yeah. It's... It, it, for for a period of about three four months, I remember feeling really quite hurt and bitter, right? And it, yeah, it, there I, is I, that I was feeling more upset of like, and confused. Yes. I was like, God, when you guys have started your, uh, you know, your nail salon or your beauty thing, like I shared I it, there, or, I got, yeah. or I got you clients, or I paid, even if yeah. it was like just so your costs were covered, I paid and I did a tech. Yeah. But I didn't really feel massively the same. And then a lot of my artists were the first ones weirdly to support because I guess they mm. they too started their own thing before it blew up so like yeah. Notes wore it to a music festival last year like Big Tobes yes they came and bought a full set and he's wearing it for like something he's doing for MTV or like Love yeah, and Hip Hop or yeah. something tomorrow and um, RD's obviously got all of the sets and you know Getz has got them and stuff and it's like it was really like fascinating who supported and who didn't that was something that I had to learn yeah um social media again another thing that's I'm not massively great at mm. had to learn a lot about that which is it's going well now which yeah. is great um yeah it's it, it's honestly I bought 25 units of every item yeah. in three colors that's 75 units what was I thinking yeah. I should have done a minimum order like I should have just done a sample two sizes in each yeah, thing yeah, yeah and then sold out yeah it would have yeah, looked cool yeah. and this and that but I really thought it would do amazingly round yeah. one now it is now we haven't got enough jackets yeah it's like I didn't know what to order like you just also like you know, I feel like you often think because I've seen that because I used to work in the store and I was the personal shopper in the store and I was very surprised by the pieces that were selling well because it wasn't necessarily what I thought would sell well yeah. And I thought that for sure is going to sell so out. I and had, it wasn't. I had somebody help help me at first because she mm-hmm. does a lot of design stuff or she did a lot of design stuff yeah. for like, you know, different brands like Levi's, Ragged Priest and stuff. She's like, the more commercial you go, the better it sells. It's not true. Bullshit. Right. I'm fuming. So we ordered all these like, actually, one of them is the cuffed jogger that you're wearing mm-hmm. and um, crew neck jumper. Yeah. Well, my mum bought the crew neck jumper. Yeah. And my friend Eva's mum bought the crew neck jumper. But actually online that's not what's selling it's the wide yeah. leg joggers the crop tops the vest the jackets yeah, yeah. the bucket hat with the huge straps it's all the slightly wavier pieces that's yeah. a bit more me are the pieces that are selling super super well yeah so it is i was a bit like oh, whatever but it's a huge learning curve i think i felt the need to do it because i'd actually initially been offered um somebody was going to go in on the business side of stuff and invest in it which is one of my artist managers and mm-hmm. then he dropped out and i'd already done all this work so I was like I'm stubborn yeah yeah I've already done the work so I'm still gonna do it so I use all my savings I think it's a good thing though yeah I'm like I I don't share the business with anybody so it's all mine one number two it's starting to pay off now which is really nice um and also I I do believe in it I I love what it stands for I think we should all buy things where we're a bit more conscious minded I'm not gonna pretend we're like 
hundred percent the most eco-friendly brand in the world, but I know where all our stuff yeah. is made. I know everybody's getting paid properly. I know that all the fabric yeah, is organic. Yeah, I know yeah. that everything's recycled. I know all of the components and I can vouch for You can all of vouch it. for it. I and you know where it's coming from. You know yeah. where everything is coming from. And I think you also have this thing where when people buy the brand in a way they buy a little piece of you, your life and also your experience. And I think that's very interesting. I think it's very interesting to see like people grow, especially stylists, because we we see a lot of stylists growing to something else. And it's like very interesting to witness and yeah, see I didn't what wanna, they grow into. When lockdown happened, I was offered to do a lot of um, Instagram lives for brands. Mm -hmm. And I did them because I was like, oh, you know, we could really be in lockdown and lose those money. T turns out I was fine because a lot of my artists are rappers. They didn't really care about lockdown. Yeah. But what I did, what I did really think was, I do need a next next step. I do need to not be worried about stopping styling one day. Yeah, yeah. and it was like, when I was little, I wanted to be a designer. Yeah. So it was like a full circle thing. And I I was just a bit like, lockdown made me not want to wear jeans. It made me want to be comfortable at all times. So there was that, that side of stuff. Then there was the fact that I just was a bit more thoughtful and conscious about what yeah. I was buying and making sure that I could get lots of wear out of stuff. Yeah. So that was another thing. And then it's like, I don't want to be an influence. Like, I don't, I'm not awkward or shy like I'm happy to do yeah, these things yeah. and like have a real chat but I don't I don't want to be famous. I don't want my weekends to be spent going to a coffee shop and taking awkward pictures because I'm wearing yeah, like yeah some I don't know Thomas Sabo jewelry I don't want to do that I, d yeah. I, d I don't my I'm so obsessed with what my clients look like and building their brands and their visuals mm. I actually kind of just want to look cute and relaxed yeah. all the time and until I'm on a holiday where I've got all the time in the world I don't really dress up but you up. also want to do something that you believe in yeah. that's the problem I think and so that's this the was issue like, that lots of people have and there's loads of people who will launch a brand and not really believe in the brand and not really believe in the product that they're releasing and they're just releasing because they want to release or they're releasing because they got approached by someone and said hey do you want to release that yeah it was you like know? every time I have a little moment where I'm like I can't afford to keep doing this or maybe I should yeah. give it up I actually go but I actually do believe in it so it yeah, makes me not yeah. want to quit because I'm like no but I know it's good but also like I don't know for you but I'm that kind of person who will be like if you tell me I can't do it oh, yeah. I will do it a hundred yeah. times yeah. just to show you yeah I told you so yeah you know just to be like That's... hey I told you so I've done it or like I'm like uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really that it. person yeah. like I don't um I don't know my dad. He left when I was really young. Yeah. But like for work, I use his surname. And yeah. I, I don't know, like, it just happened um therapy. This is years ago. And I was like, I think in a way, I thought maybe I did that subconsciously so that one day if he ever sees my name. He'll be like, oh. Oh, I'd had no part in that. Yeah, yeah he didn't because you're an arsehole. And like yeah. when it came to like driving, all my friends were in a situation where their parents could get their first car. I got mine. Yeah. Or yeah. like uni, nobody put me through uni. I didn't yeah, get any you help. Put yourself I, worked, through I worked uni. three jobs to yeah. go to uni and finish because my mum wanted me to do so. It might take me slightly longer than everybody else because I don't necessarily have the infrastructure that people but have. Hold I'll, on a minute. I'll do it. I'll I read something it. on Instagram this morning and I was like, well, that's very revealing. I'm just going to find the post. Um, <laughs> it's not my post, is it? No, 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 no. <laughs> it was like, at what age have designers who are really fucking successful now started you know, their brand. Um, Casablanca. Yeah. It was four years before they had a really, yeah. they had success. I'm like, but look, I haven't even done one year. Christian Dior started Dior at 41. Rico Wenz was 32. 
Very Wang launched Very Wang at 40. Virgil was 41 at the height of his career. Yunan Bush is 46. Nigo is 51. Tom Sachs is 56. You know, Karl Lagerfeld started Karl Lagerfeld at 51. Tom Ford started Tom Ford at 44. He still looks good. He still looks good. I mean, Oof. thanks, Botox. I love Botox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need a reload. <laughs> Help. Um, but you know, it's like there's that idea that to, like, you need to be super young. Yeah, and I'm not trying to reinvent the rule. I just saw a gap in the market for people that... I just think we're so busy now. Yeah. I thought, if you... Okay, so for instance, you are a quite a cool young mum at like 30-ish, you've got two kids, you're really busy, your partner works away a lot, Mm. and you you love clothes and fashion and want to look great, but you don't want to have to be stressing out going through the shops... You can literally go online and buy a few full sets and that just, and that's just switch it. them yeah, up. Yeah. So it's kind of buying into that market of people that are just a bit like us, oh, busy and travel a lot. Like these tracksuits. Tracksuit is great for travel. Oh, yeah. And then the fact that the body is also a swimsuit. So it's like, oh, I can just take my shit off. The vests are just amazing. And I think like, also there's so something good. about this. It's very, it's not winter or summer. No. It's all year long. I was thinking of doing a thicker jersey for winter though. Mm, that's nice yeah that's really nice i'm thinking about doing that and we're also going to drop out one of the colors and put a new color in for next that's nice yeah and do you feel like because obviously we've had brexit yeah and so i find that my job has been quite affected by brexit i've lost quite a lot of like commercial clients that were coming to the uk and not coming to the uk anymore Uh. but i've also felt like in terms of shopping there's been a shift in how people shop yeah. and how people will buy because, for example, French people will not necessarily buy from the UK because they'll get extra taxes and stuff like that. Oh. So have you felt like well, the we people actually, who buy biggest, off the brand, well, where is it? Is it in the UK? No. Is it out? It's, when we do pop-ups, our biggest audience is the UK because we do try yeah. and do like a pop-up every month yeah. and activations and obviously we have like a few like core audience here. Mm-hmm. But it's actually the big sell it the big buyers they've been is it norway uh scandy sort of country that's interesting really interesting yeah. and they buy like three jackets at a time babe i'm like take them take them take them take it and the americans are quite cute they buy all the bucket hats the vests yeah. um and stuff like that and they one guy he's like ordered the vest then he ordered the bucket hat then he ordered the, and i'm like that's how your men are shopping like collect the pieces yeah, yeah. um so yeah the states and the sort of scandinavia kind of countries they're our second biggest and then the UK. But another thing I noticed is face to face, we sell really, really well. And online, it's only just started to pay off, I think. But it's we really had to, hard to sell online because we have to build you know, a presence. There's no personality in general. Yeah, yeah. Like when you buy on an online shop, you don't see the personality of who creates it. And now it's getting a bit better mm-hmm. with like Instagram and our TikToks growing and stuff like that. Now, do you feel like are, you're selling through TikTok? And we've only just started yeah. TikTok. Um, what was nice is one of a friend of a friend, we reached out and we're like, oh, do you want to, we gifted her a few pieces. Her TikTok's yeah. popping and she's hilarious. Very like, oh, she's cool. Yeah. Posted it and we got like 60 new followers that day. So yeah, for that's us, amazing. it was like, we're going to spend up until next summer just trying to work on like visibility and people and building the brand mm. and people knowing who we are. Do you do everything yourself or do you have a team? I've, it's me, my assistant, Josh, who used to be my styling assistant at Notion. I just, he's like my brother. I brought him on to help with Liberati. So he does things like, he checks the stock levels and then Mm. orders like replenishment when we need to get new stuff made. When we have like events, he'll reach out to alcohol sponsors. But we sort of pull our contacts and do it together. Like he's logged into my contacts as well. He just helps on the admin side. He's very wordy, whereas I'm dyslexic. So he's good at that stuff. Um, And he's like a producer. I'd say he's almost like a producer. And then Alex, um, she's 
new to the team, but she's doing the socials. And since she started, I can't fault the girl. She's great. Like, she's so good. She's the one who keeps locking into it. Another influence coming today to another TikTok, like, trying on haul. That's good. Yeah, That's he's really cute, really good. cute guy. Um, so I think TikTok will be big for us. Um, we're looking into, like, setting up affiliate links as well because yeah. we don't have the budget to pay them. Yeah. But it's like, get it, and then we'll obviously pay you a cut of any sales. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah that's great. Yeah. I'm not greedy. Like, if you're helping us make money and building I'll the brand... I'll help you as well, yeah. I'll, I'll give yeah. you a kickback all yeah. day long, but I just can't afford to pay you because yeah. we're just not there. We're just yeah. not there yet. We're not there, yeah. yeah. just one person. I feel like we've just, like, started touching base on the tip of the iceberg, mm. whether it's in terms of signing or launching, launching your own brand. But I think there's probably a lot of questions that are going to come from that and there's probably a lot of people that are going to wonder like what it's actually like between the styling and the brand and they're they're for sure are going to have a lot of questions about all Let's your save the questions and, and then exactly. we'll do a part two <laughs> so we should do a q a next time yeah and obviously there's a lot more tea there's a fucking lot oh, more piping. Tea. yes <laughs> so i'm very much looking forward to welcoming you again but i would like to say a big 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 thank you and also Obviously, you can, where can we find those? Yeah, tracks? find us on Instagram, on TikTok. It's um, Liberati Clothing or Liberati London on our, um, if you go straight to the website. Yeah. But both links straight to the website. And yeah, we've got a pop-up. I don't know when, when this is When is the pop-up? It's on the 27th of January. And then we're also doing a fashion week pop-up at Soho Works in February. Okay. So they'll all be on our Instagram. We kind of yeah. release a thing and then it's guest list and you... We just fit till it's full. Yeah. And then you come and we always have quite cute, like drinks, food, vibes. So cute. So yeah, cute. It's, it's a community. It's, you're I really, a boss, babe. Oh, trying. I just want it to feel like a community so you feel like you're part of something. Because I yeah. just think that's how I feel about brands. I, I support from when they're babies. Yeah. And I think that that's nice. And I think that's what we miss a little bit in the industry. It's more yeah. of... Okay. Can Thank say you. bye? <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I hope I was some help. <laughs> yes, you were. And I see you very soon. Yes, very soon. <laughs> bye. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs>